Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 30, week 31 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of April 13th through April 17th, our fourth week of distance learning, and once again, get you ready for the upcoming quiz on on Monday, April 20th over biotechnology. In this week's second segment, I'm going to do something new in the podcast and try to make your day a little brighter in a segment I'm calling Mr. V Tries to Cheer You Up. And in our final segment, I'll answer some more listener and student questions in Mr. V's mailbag, or also known as Mr. V answers your questions, or at least tries to. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V needs to pay the mortgage. This episode is brought to you by Recombinant DNA. Hey, are you like me and tired of your bland uniform human DNA? Are you ready to shake up your genetics and add a little bit of spice to your genes with some interspecies DNA? If you long to live your life to the extreme, then get recombinant DNA. That's right. Combine your DNA with that of a different species with recombinant DNA. Want to possibly fly? Well, join your DNA with that of a fly and become the human fly. Possible side effect of being attracted to feces. Want to roar like a big cat? Well, combine your DNA with that of a tiger with recombinant DNA and be king of the jungle or be sold and traded illegally across the United States. Possible side effect is being fed human flesh by Carol Baskin. She so fed her husband to her tigers. So, if you want to walk on the wild side of genetic hybrids, get recombinant DNA. Side effects may include triceratop horns, spontaneous flatulence, hairy palms, panda licking, running a crawl out of your skin, and Joe Exotic mullet hair. And we're back. So let's go ahead and hit that reliable rewind button and review the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. So this week's big concept to recap is biotechnology. And let's begin by reviewing the term, which is also the sponsor of this episode, recombinant DNA. Now, recombinant DNA is DNA in which nucleotide sequences from two different sources, usually two different species, are combined in vitro, which means outside the body, like in a test tube. And they combine it into the same DNA molecule. So, once again, combining DNA from two different species. For example, combining bacterial DNA with jellyfish DNA that glows in the dark to make bacteria glow in the dark. This would have been an experiment we would have performed in class if not for COVID-19. Now, the advent of recombinant DNA has led to huge advances in the fields of genetic engineering and biotechnology in the last 40 years. Now, a genetic engineering procedure we need to review is that of how we go about cloning a gene, aka making copies of a gene. So let's recap these steps. Step one, isolate a plasmid, that extra piece of DNA, circular piece of DNA found in bacteria and some yeast. And we isolate these plasmids from bacteria. Step two, insert your foreign DNA that you want to clone into the plasmid with the help of restriction enzymes, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. Step three, return the recombinant plasmid to a bacterial cell using a heat shocking technique, producing a recombinant bacteria, a bacteria that now has genes from two different sources itself and now from a different species. Step four, plate the recombinant bacteria on a petri dish and let it 
do what bacteria do best, grow and divide, copying and passing down the recombinant DNA, the plasmid, to all of its offsprings, going from a few hundred copies to over a million copies in about two days' time. Now, what can you do with all these copies of your gene? Well, maybe introduce that gene into a new organism, endowing it with a new metabolic activity, such as pest resistance for plants. Maybe introduce a gene that makes them resistance towards a pest that maybe tries to eat them. Or you can allow the bacteria to produce the protein product, because remember, the genetic code is universal. For example, maybe it's the gene for human insulin or human growth hormone, which will be produced by the bacteria and then be extracted and given to individuals with diabetes or stunted growth. Now, an essential discovery which allowed us to create recombinant DNA was the finding of restriction enzymes, a snipping enzyme that recognizes and cuts DNA into fragments found in bacteria and sometimes also called restriction endonucleases. Now, why do bacteria even have restriction enzymes? Well, that's their protection against their main enemy, viruses. When a virus attacks a bacteria, it inserts its DNA into the bacteria cell trying to take over the cell. Restriction enzymes cut viral DNA to a point where it becomes inactive. Now, restriction enzymes don't just cut wherever on a DNA. They are a specific pair of scissors that look for specific nucleotide sequences and DNA strands called restriction sites. Now, the most useful restriction enzymes, and there have been over a hundred that have been discovered in bacteria, are the ones that cut at the restriction site in a staggered manner, leaving sticky ends, where the double-stranded DNA ends up having a short single-stranded end called a sticky end. Now, how do these sticky ends become useful? Well, let's say you have bacterial DNA and animal DNA that we want to combine, that we want to make recombinant DNA. Well, if you cut the bacterial and the animal DNA with the same type of restriction enzyme, let's say equal R1, it will leave sticky ends of both DNA molecules that are complementary to each other or sticky, which allows them to hydrogen bond with each other. The only thing you need to now add to make it a permanent concrete recombinant DNA is adding DNA ligase to make the covenant bond between the sugar and the phosphate of our sticky ends. So to recap, the restriction enzymes that cut in a staggered manner and leave sticky ends are the ones that end up being most useful when it comes to genetic engineering and biotechnology. So restriction enzymes allowed for recombinant DNA, which led to the ability to clone a gene, which put all together is about a week and a half to go from a few copies of a gene to over a million. So that's a week and a half's time. What if we don't have that kind of time? Well, now we could amplify DNA, make copies of DNA in about an hour instead of over a week with a technique called PCR, polymerase chain reaction, a quicker and more selective method of amplifying DNA fragments in vitro, in a test tube. Now, it's an easy automated process done by a thermocycler, a programmable machine that switches between temperatures really quickly quickly. Essentially, what you do is you get a test tube, you put in your fragment of DNA that you want to copy, you add a special heat resistance DNA polymerase called 
attack polymerase from a bacteria that lives in deep oceanic vents, and then you add some DNTPs, in other words, some nucleotides, some adenine, thymine, guanine, cytosine, and a primer to get things going. Then you put the test tube in a thermal cycler, program it, and in an hour, boom, you have over a million copies of your gene of interest. It copies the DNA fragments exponentially by first heating up to about 90 degrees Celsius, which denatures or separates the DNA strands, then cools to about 75 degrees Celsius to allow the primer to bind to our fragment or to anneal to our DNA fragment, then quickly cools to about 60 degrees Celsius, which allows TAC polymerase to extend the primer with DNA nucleotides. So this three temperature cycle occurs in one minute, and in one minute, you have doubled the amount of DNA. So if you let this run for about an hour, boom. Over 1 million copies of your DNA, faster than cloning it in vivo in a bacteria. Now, the last procedure that we need to review is one I think was covered well by the virtual labs, which is gel electrophoresis. So I'll let you go back and review gel electrophoresis with the virtual labs, since a lot of the understanding comes visually by simulating running those gels. I'll just mention that it is a technique that uses a gel, a jello-like substance that acts as a molecular sieve separating DNA fragments by their size. Now, just remember, small DNA fragments go through the gel quickly, moving further down the gel, while larger pieces of DNA move a lot slower and don't migrate very far down the gel. So that pretty much recaps the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. But now, let's talk about what you will actually turn in on Sunday, April 19th. The activities that were assigned were two virtual gel electrophoresis labs, a DNA restriction enzyme scissor activity, and the evolution evolution of skin color part two reading and questions. Now, what you will be submitting is the following, the gel electrophoresis virtual lab, only the handout version, front and back in one scan or one picture if possible, and the last two pages of the DNA restriction scissor activity, pages three and four, also in one scan or one photo if possible. And remember, answers can be written on a separate sheet of paper and submitted. There is no need to print out the handouts, especially if you don't have access to a printer. Also, don't forget the Khan Academy lessons. Those will also be due on April 19th by midnight. Now, I do want to mention the Evolution of Skin Color Part 2 will not be submitted this week. That's an assignment that you'll have an extra week to work on and be due the following week. So all this should help you be ready for the Edmodo quiz on Monday over biotechnology. Remember to reach out if you're having any issues with any of our assignments or the upcoming quiz. And now for our second segment called Mr. V Tries to Cheer You Up by giving you some good news during these trying times and giving out some random shout outs to some awesome AP Dual Credit students. So let's start off with a feel-good news story that comes from our neighbors up north, Canada. Oh, Canada, or great maple leaf on your flag. You know what? Yes, those aren't the words. I'll, I'll be expecting your hate mail soon. Well, anyway, we're 
a group of high school students created a hotline that plays pre-recorded messages of positivity for isolated senior citizens called the Joy for All Project. These youngsters say they created the free hotline as a means of comforting quarantine seniors across North America who are getting hit pretty hard by this pandemic, with several being isolated already for two months with no visitors. However, this is not just for senior citizens. People of all ages are encouraged to dial 1-877-JOY-FOR-ALL to enjoy regularly updated selections of jokes, stories, guided meditations, and educational messages to lift up your spirits. So how cool and refreshing is this story? Hey, you can even call if you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. You know what? Let's go ahead and call and see if we could listen to one of these awesome messages. So let's go ahead and dial 1-877-JOY-FOR-ALL and let's select the joke of the day. Hi, and thank you for calling Joy for All. We know that isolation is difficult, and we want to keep you company through these challenging times with the voices of children and youth from your community. We are a youth-run project, and we want to bring you a healthy dose of joy each day of the week. You can select a number of options from our menu to hear stories, jokes, and more. Please know that we send our warm wishes and can't wait to see you all again. Take care and stay safe. Please listen carefully to the following options to select what you would like to hear. Dial 1 to listen to jokes of the day. Here are some jokes, and I hope they make you smile. What animal is always at a baseball game? A bat. What kind of cheese fits in your hand? A palm tree. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. Grandpa went out for a walk, and it started to rain. He didn't bring an umbrella or a hat. His clothes got soaked, but not a hair on his head was wet. How is this possible? Grandpa was bold. So how awesome was that? Just a great uplifting story. And guys, don't forget, you can call one eight seven seven joy for all if you need a little pick-me-up. Get a joke of the day, a great story, a meditation, or an educational message. Now, to continue in the spirit of trying to cheer you up and make you laugh during these stressful times, my daughter Ellie will say some of her favorite jokes. So Ellie, take it away. Which dino is a bad driver? A Tyrannosaurus Rex. Get it, Rex? (laughs) What do you call a dino that works out too much? A dinosaur. Get it? Soar? Dinosaur? (laughs) Teacher, Brenda, you have ten fingers. In a car accident, you lose four. What do you get? Brenda, no more piano lessons. <laughs> well, thanks, Ellie, for those pretty funny jokes. I'm sure the audience is cracking up. So let's continue trying to cheer you up with some random shout outs. First shout out goes to Taylor Jerry from my sixth period AP dual credit class. Now, Taylor is a great academic student, person, and almost as big of a fan of Marvel movies as myself. Her one flaw, she thinks, incorrectly, that Spider-Man Far From Home is greater than Superman Homecoming. Are you crazy? Exactly. That straight up is crazy. Spider-Man Homecoming is the better movie. Not by much, but still the better movie. Now, Taylor also is always one of the first students to like my Edmodo posts and one of the few to ever comment on them as well. And she attends regular Zoom meetings. So here's to you, Taylor Cherry. 
Another shout out goes to John Pena Baker for my third period AP biology class. John is an awesome cross country runner that always puts in incredible effort in school. John even helps me out trying to contact other students to get focus on the work for their AP biology game. John also is one of the few students to comment on Edmodo posts and the Instagram course page and is also a big fan of Marvel movies and Stranger Things. So here's to you, John. Another shout out goes to Ashley Ray from my seventh period class, an outstanding student and person who always puts incredible effort in all her studies. Ashley is a track and field star that attends the daily Zoom meetings and is one of the few students who is active in asking questions and developing her understanding. So here's to you, Ashley. One last shout out and more of a congratulations goes out to Kendall Curtis Malone, who recently was selected as president of student council for next year, which is well deserved. Kendall is from my seventh period class and is also a great student person and friend to several classmates and peers at Johnson High School. So here's to you, Kendall. I mean, Mr. President. Well, I hope some of this put a smile on your face and maybe made you forget about some of your worries. Make sure to listen next week for more random student shoutouts. I already have a list of some amazing students who are going to get some shoutouts. And now for our final segment, where I'll answer some more listeners' questions in the segment called Mr. V's Mailbag, or Mr. V Tries to Answer Your Question. And since this podcast is running a little long again, and only one question was submitted, we have time for only one question. You've got mail. So our one question is from username Thanos had a point, and they asked, Mr. V, can you give us an update on how long school will be out and possible grading system for the year? Well, Thanos had a point. That's a good question and timely as well. If you haven't heard already, we will not be coming back to school this year. I repeat, we will not be coming back to school this year. But that doesn't mean learning stops. Nope, distance learning will continue until the end of May. Now, it does mean that prom and other regularly senior events like graduation ceremony has been canceled. Now, they are working on a possible virtual type of graduation, but that information will come out a little bit later. They're trying to formulate something right now on how to do graduation. So my heart goes out to you seniors out there. I hope that you're dealing with this news better than I am because it sucks. Boo! Boo! As for the grading for the rest of the year, I will direct you to the emails the district and Mr. Comalander have sent out recently. I can tell you that dual credit students will be earning a fourth nine weeks grade that will determine your semester letter grade. So it's business as usual for dual credit students. Well, that puts a nice bow to Mr. V's mailbag. Do you have a question you want to ask? If so, submit your question via email or Edmodo message and it just might be answered on a future podcast.
Now, before we end the podcast, a couple of reminders. The Edmodo quiz over biotechnology is Monday. Two windows will be available, 9 to 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 to 4 p.m. to take and submit your quiz. Remember to maintain an honor code of conduct. No cheating, cheaters. And here's your quiz hint for the week. The chicken lays the eggs. The chicken lays the eggs. The triceratops stabs the T-Rex. The triceratops stabs the T-Rex. Carol fed her husband to the tigers. Carol fed her husband to the tigers. Another reminder, assignments and Khan Academy are due Sunday by midnight. Submit on Edmodo once the posts are created for each period. Remember to continue to check your Edmodo and now the Wakelet AP Dual Credit course site for all your weekly content for AP Dual Credit Biology. You could even subscribe and follow the Wakelet page. And one last announcement. Hey, do you want to give a shout out to someone who listens to this podcast? Maybe you want to recognize them for something that they did or maybe congratulate them on their graduation. If so, record yourself giving this shout out. Send it to me in an audio file and I will insert it on the next next podcast. Guys, let's see if you guys could get this done. I would love to have a podcast where I have at least 10 of these messages to air to you all. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 30, week 31 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects for the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Velasquez Productions. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nsd.net with any comments or feedback. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on the new Instagram course page and also follow the Wakelet course page website. Help me get that at verified status. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, wear a face mask when you go out. <laughs> <laughs>